Brother Dell here of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Welcome and God bless you for tuning in to a brand new podcast episode. And once again, the theme is Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's good to be able to get back online with you and once again, if you have any questions, you can email me at questions at willyourepent.com. That's questions at willyourepent.com. All right. What I want to talk about in this podcast episode briefly is the, the security of our salvation. And let me uh, first start off by saying that the security of our salvation if it's if it's contingent upon man to secure it then we don't have any salvation of all let me uh, first start off by declaring that truth and the problem is I think we, we have this uh, this tendency or this proclivity to try to do everything ourselves in other words what I'm saying is that we think we have, I guess, the moral fiber or the, um, the resolve or the inclination to, to save ourselves and to keep ourselves saved. And I think the, the important thing that we need to recognize and determine as, as sinful people is that we're not controlling salvation. God is. It is God's gift it is God's idea. It is his invention. And if anybody is saved, then God has to do the saving. And so I guess one of the things that, that really bothers me is that you have those who are professing to be Christians. And, and I have no doubt that many of them are genuine Christians, but they have some reservations about their salvation and when those uh, reservations creep into our minds and in our hearts we we begin to doubt the promises of God and that in and of itself while not maybe intending to commit a sin is indeed a sin it's 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 a sin of unbelief it's a sin of distrust in God and what we need to become better at as people of God is learn to distrust ourselves more and to put our total trust in God. Remember what Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 say. And they say this, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths we would do well to remember those two very powerful verses at the beginning of the book of Proverbs, most likely written by uh, King Solomon, the son of David. So in getting back to the, the heart of what I wanted to talk about, salvation, of course, is deliverance. It is, the, um, it is deliverance of the soul from sin. And we have to remember, and I just want to share this as a reminder, that we did no work to obtain salvation. All the work was earned 
by by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he willingly, lovingly decided to be humiliated, beaten, spit upon, have his beard pulled out, made a mockery, have his clothes gambled for it, was hung, hung up on a cross as a shredded mess where you probably couldn't even recognize his humanity and he did all that he did all the work he earned salvation for the sins of wretched worthless humankind like you and I so the work has been completed by the Lord Jesus what our role is is simply to receive the gospel message believe it uh, repent of our sins that means turn away from our sins turn our mind change our mind regarding our sins and turn away from our sins and run to God whose arms are open wide to receive us this was all done because of love it was done because the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son of course we know the passage for that John three sixteen, that whosoever once again a necessary condition whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life praise God for that so God the Father had his role that he played he sent the son to come and to die for the sake of his sheep his chosen his elect all right so if all of that was predetermined before the world began and it was because that's what the Bible tells us in several places uh, particularly Ephesians chapter uh, 1 verse 4 it also talks about that in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 how God long ago had predetermined that he would save sinners and that he would send his son to be a sacrifice for mankind's sins so it's important that I help hopefully to remind you who are listening that salvation is an absolute it is a surety it's not something that God threw out there and said hey I'm going to save you but if you keep messing up then I'm going to revoke my salvation I'm going to pull the rug from under you and I'm going to take away from you what what I had decided before time began to give to you God is not uh, he's not like that he doesn't behave like human beings does where we will give something and take it back or will make a promise and then will lie and revoke that promise okay when God says something he means it and he he does what he means and he means what he says okay so our salvation is secure now here's the warning that that I also need to bring about this is where people get into traps and some people they they take the grace of God and they step upon it they they treat it as something common or as something that is not to be valued or something that is not worth giving God praise for what they do is they'll say they'll be smug about it and say well I'm saved and there's nothing that can be done to revoke my salvation so I'm going to live any kind of way I want to live I'm going to do whatever I want because hey I'm securing my salvation right so that person is deceived that person is foolish that person is um not um appreciating the grace of God and there is a chance that that individual is not saved at all because remember what Romans chapter 6 
verse 1 tells us. It says that uh, we who have been delivered from sin, how can we uh, live any longer in it? That's what Paul is expressing to the uh, church at Rome. In other words, if we've been delivered from sin, we can't continue to be a slave to sin. Why would we want to be a slave to that which we've been delivered from? That doesn't make any sense. So the point is when we were saved, we were, we were uh, delivered from sin, and now we can be slaves unto God, slaves unto righteousness, because we're going to be a slave to somebody. And I know that word is a very derogatory word, and we, particularly as black people, don't want to hear that word. But the fact of the matter is you're going to serve someone or something your entire life. Either you're going to serve God and in, in truth and in love and in obedience and faithfulness, or you're going to serve yourself or, or serve someone else, whether it be your money, whether it be your, your prestige, whether it be your education, whether it be someone else, you're trying to emulate somebody, whether you're worshiping um, a statue of uh, perhaps Mary or the Madonna or some other type of um, figure that that is inorganic, that doesn't exist, something ridiculous, or uh, you're gonna, you may even you may serve um, yourself, you know, uh, self worship, which is also idolatry, which is also forbidden by God. So we've been saved from sin, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. So we cannot serve sin anymore. In other words, sin has no more dominion over those who are in Christ Jesus. And and if you don't know that, it's time that you get delivered from the um, that's, that's, that slave mentality when it comes to your sin, when it comes to your trespasses, when it comes to your wrongdoing. We've been saved and delivered so that we can serve God, that we can proclaim the goodness of uh, Jesus Christ, and that we can uh, proclaim that he came and died for sin. And so we have to go in that confidence, recognizing that our salvation, once again, is absolutely secure. Nothing can take us away from it. Remember what John said in the 10th chapter, uh, verses 27 to 30. It's worth me reading, so I'm going to go over there real quick, and I'm going to read those verses because they're very powerful. All right? So we're going to go to John chapter 10. And we're going to read, and I'm going to read verses 27 to verse 30. And this is Jesus speaking in, in John's gospel. All right, here we go. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them and they will never perish. That's wonderful. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's even more wonderful. Then we go to verse 29. It says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Once again, that's John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30. So we are doubly protected, number one, by the Son, and number two, by the Father, who he said is greater than all. So salvation, beloved, is an absolute. It is something that God has given to those whom he has chosen to give it to, and no one can take that away. We can't even revoke it ourselves. There are some people that believe that we can give up our salvation, that we can be saved, 
be in the kingdom of God, you know, having, you know, been chosen before the foundation of the world, been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise once we believed and are kept until the day of um, when you come and get us out of this earth. When Lord comes and uh, takes us out of the earth, they believe that 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 a person can give their salvation up. In other words, they can just revoke it. They can say, I received it. I don't want it anymore. Lord, here, take it back. And then they're, they're out of the kingdom. That's not biblical either. That doesn't even make any sense. I mean, think about it from a logical point of view. If you know the wonders of God's grace, you know that you've been chosen before the foundation of the world. You know that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise when you believed. And you know that you have an everlasting love affair relationship with with the Lord Jesus Christ and with God the Father and with the Holy Spirit and that one day you will dwell with them in eternal bliss forever. You're willing to give that up? That defies all logic, people. That doesn't even make any sense at all. Why would somebody want to do that? If you know these things to be true, no one in their right mind is going to give that up and then just settle for hell and just settle for eternal destruction, eternal separation from the one who saved you. The fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, if a person can give their salvation up, guess what? They never had it to begin with. They were never saved. They just played the part. They looked the part. They smelled the part. They walked the part, and they talked the part. But they were not really of the um, kingdom of God. John Matter of fact, John, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, he said this. He says, they went out from us because they were not really of us. Had they been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out from us so that it could be made manifest that they were not truly of us. And he's talking about those who have um, masqueraded as genuine uh, believers, as children of God and they really weren't so my things if you are saved if you are truly in the in the kingdom of God then you will remain there because God has the power not only to save a person's soul but to preserve them in in salvation that is the doctrine of what's commonly called the perseverance or of the saints or some people like to say it like this the preservations of the saints in other words we as saints we persevere we continue, we abide, we, re, we remain, we remain, we, we are steadfast, we're faithful because God has given us the ability and the power and he's loved us so powerfully that we will not turn away from him. There are times in our Christian walk, admittedly, that we get weak, that we doubt, and that we behave ungodly like we're not even in the kingdom, but because of God's spirit that is in us, it will drive us to repentance because God loves us so he will not kick us out of his presence or out of the kingdom but he will chastise us because he loves us and as a good father and as a perfect father he will chastise his children just like a natural father a natural good father will discipline his children whom he loves and whom he delights in because he wants to see them do well and he doesn't want to see them destroyed so when we get off the rail so to speak God has to pick us up brush us off maybe uh, you know, discipline us a little bit smack us upside the head so to speak and then get us back on the rail so that we can continue on the journey that he has placed us on this earth to, uh, to complete and once we reach our final destination and then he will take us home so it is very important beloved to go in the confidence that once you are saved 
you are saved forever. You cannot base your salvation on your feelings because if you do that, then you will feel that you are saved some moments and other moments you will feel, you will feel unsaved when you do something wrong. Our salvation cannot be based on feeling. It has to be based on the, the uh, surety of God's holy word and that alone, not on our feelings, not on what's going on around us, not on our circumstances, not what's going on with the president or with the government or with um, world affairs or foreign policy. None of that matters. What matters is that we are secure in our salvation that is in Jesus Christ. To me, it would be a shame and it's a travesty to even believe that a person who is truly in Christ could become become unsaved because you know what that what that actually says is that Christ's atonement his sacrifice on the cross for sin was not sufficient for you because in the final analysis if a person who is actually saved who Jesus Christ actually died for and secured with his blood when they believed and then they die in sin and still go to hell, how effective was his atonement for them? It was ineffective because it saved for a little while, but then it it was not enough to keep them saved because they decided to walk out of the kingdom. They decided they didn't want it anymore. And what I'm saying is that a person who says that they can give up their salvation, guess what? They never had salvation to begin with. It was a farce. It was a fraud. It was fake. It was... um, It was smoke and mirrors. It was not authentic. It was not true because those whom God saves, they will stay saved because if it's contingent upon us once again to remain saved, that means Abraham died in sin. That means Joseph died in sin. That means Isaac, Jacob, and all the holy men and women of God of antiquity died in sin. Moses, Miriam, Aaron, David, Solomon, and all the rest, you name it. All of them have died in sin if it's contingent upon us to maintain and to keep our salvation ourselves. No, no, absolutely not. It is contingent upon God. And if God is able to save us, then certainly he's able to keep us in that salvation. Let me read something else before I close because I think it's important that I I point this out and and I believe the Spirit of God is leading me to to share this passage as well. So I'm going to go to the book of 1 Peter, the first epistle of Peter, and then go to the the um, first chapter and I I need to read a a few verses I'm going to read actually up until verse 6 starting with verse 1 1 Peter chapter 1 says this Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus Galatia Cappadocia Asia and Bithynia who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy, listen to that, his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is, listen to this, listen listen to these uh, adjectives, they're wonderful. Imperishable, that's the first one. And undefiled, that's the second one. It will not fade away, that's three. Reserved in heaven for you, that's four. Who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That's 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 
through 6. So rest assured, my beloved brothers and sisters, your salvation is secure in Him. Praise God, and I'll check you next time.